This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. Batman book went down to my LCS. So many choices I was shook. Couldn't tell which ones to get. Need some help? What can I do? Then I heard about a show. Chris and Jerry guide you through. Tell you what you need to know. Now that I have the information. Purchase trades, no reservations. There's no hops or spinners. Come on down, it's back books for beginners. And welcome to this edition of TBU's Bat Books for Beginners, episode 214. My name is Jerry. And I'm Chris. And we are your hosts. On Bat Books for Beginners, we will examine story arcs with Batman and related characters. We'll give you the historical background of the book, break down the plot and the art, and give you our opinions so you can decide for yourself if they're worth a read. Today's Bat Book Chris and I are covering is Batman, Streets of Gotham, House of Hush. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about this book. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jerry. Jerry, did I detect a little Peter Gabriel oh, as we were coming into yes, this? Yes, I do like Peter Gabriel. Little Salisbury Hill, pretty old song. <sighs> yes, that's that's a that's a favorite of mine, favorite oh. of uh, my sisters. Oh. And wow, great, great job! Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Bat fans, for spending some of your day with us today. We greatly appreciate that. Glad to have you aboard. Yeah. Well, during our recording on Batman Day weekend, we'll forego Batman 188 <laughs> with the Eraser and talk about Batman Streets of Gotham House of Hush. Batman Streets of Gotham House of Hush is a whopping 176 full-color, soft-cover trade paperback that was originally published in August 2012 and had a cover price of $17.99. The soft-cover appears to have only gone through one printing. A hardcover version of this trade also exists, which was published in July 2011 with the same page count, and that was originally priced at $22.99. This trade paperback reprints Batman, Streets of Gotham, issue numbers 12 through 14, and numbers 16 through 20. Those issues were originally cover dated July through September 2010, and November 2010 through May 2011. 
They also contain backup features, depending on which issue of Manhunter, Two-Face, and Ragman. However, we won't be discussing the backup features here. If you wish to obtain a version of what we're discussing today, the digital route may be the way to go, as this appears to be on Comixology for a mere $4.99 at the time of this recording. Amazon vendors have the hardcover version of this going for $14.99. The original back issues can be had for less than cover price, and the most expensive version I saw online was someone selling the soft cover of this trade for the insane cost of $75. Yes. Wow. (laughs) For our creative team, as per usual, I'll go off online resources in my memory. I think everyone I'm going to mention are names that have been said numerous times in our podcast before. First up, the story slash writing credits go to Paul Dini. Dini was born in New York City on August 7th, 1957, making him 62 years old. He attended Emerson College with a degree in creative writing. Denny wrote a number of episodes of the 1983-85 animated series He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. In 1989, Denny was hired at Warner Brothers Animation to work on Tiny Toon Adventures. Later, he moved on to Batman the Animated Series, where he worked as a writer, producer, and editor, and later worked on Batman Beyond. Along with Bruce Timm, Denny co-created the character Harley Quinn. He has earned five Emmy Awards for his animation work. His graphic novel, Dark Knight, a true Batman story, and that's Knight with a letter N, based on a mugging he experienced in 1993, was published in June 2016, and that's a book I highly recommend. Dini wrote Action Land, the chapter in Action Comics uh, issue number 1000, which was last year, and that was done by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, praise be his name, and Kevin Nolan. He's married to magician Misty Lee, which usually makes Jerry, <laughs> and I wonder if we'll see Zantana pop up in this mm. book. I wonder. I wonder. (laughs) One part of the art team is Dustin Gwynn. Gwynn was born in 1976. Uh, Starting with uh, Detective Comics issue number 840, he became the regular artist with writer Paul Denny. Their run lasted until issue number 852. Then the pair worked on Batman Streets of Gotham, which lasted 21 issues and was canceled in March 11. And this is right uh, to the point uh, where we're covering it. We're going to cover the last issue of this series. Uh, Gwyn collaborated with writer Scott Snyder on the miniseries American Vampire Lord of Nightmares, made the New York Times bestseller list in 2013. He also uh, worked on Batman Little Gotham with co-writer and artist Derek Fridloffs. That was an all-ages series that was positively reviewed by USA Today. Uh, Gwyn drew inspiration from the cartoons from the 80s and 90s that he viewed in his childhood. And in 2015, Jeff Lemire uh, launched uh, the creator-owned image series uh, Descender, and Gwyn was the artist, and Gwyn won the 2016 Eisner Award for Best Painter Multimedia Artist. The other part of the art team is Dirk Fridloffs, who inked most of this work. I'm not sure where I first encountered this work, but I do suspect it was probably on the Batman Little Gotham title. And just by chance, I got to peruse an advanced copy of uh, Gwen and Fridloff's upcoming book, Batman Tales, Once Upon a Crime. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a DC Zoom book that's aimed at young audiences, but it contained four Batman stories based on legendary fairy tales, and the artwork, mm-hmm. i got to tell you, was gorgeous and magnificent. Now, I don't think this book comes out until February of next year, but i got to tell you, audience, it looks amazing. Great. Over on Amazon.com, this has a rating of four and a half stars out of five, based on three ratings, and over on Goodreads.com, this book that we're reviewing has a rating of 3.59 stars mm. out of 5, based on 463 ratings and 41 reviews. Ho, 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 ho. But the question remains, just what do Jerry and I think of this book? <laughs> and we still have Jerry's awesome recap to listen to, and with that, I shall turn it back over to you, Jerry. Thanks, Chris. That was terrific. So we're going to talk about the story after a few messages from some of our friends. 
Greetings, Gothamites. Lane here, asking, does the world really need another Batman podcast? Well, of course it does. He's Batman. However, rather than tackle Batman in comic books, movies, or television, my podcast, Batman Books, The Dark Knight and Prose, will follow the caped crusader via the written word, where the only pictures are those formed in the imagination. Each season, I choose a different book to delve into, and each episode dives deep into a few chapters at a time. So join me as I explore the streets of Gotham between the covers of novels and novelizations in Batman books, The Dark Knight and Prose. Welcome back. Here's the story of Batman, Streets of Gotham, House of Hush. Now, as Chris mentioned, there are a few stories in this collection. Uh, I'll get to the main one in a minute. But first, there's one uh, called The Carpenter's Tale, where Jenna Duffy, also known as The Carpenter, she gets into some hot water. A baddie called The Director wants her to set up an abandoned theater with booby traps so he can film Batman's death. But she's not the baddie she used to be. She's trying to go straight and is able to fight off some of the director's henchmen, tweak the traps to backfire and get word to Batman and help him out and zaps the director at the end with an electric eel for the win. Yay! <laughs> there's also a Two-Face story, a Manhunter story. There's a, well, there's a bunch of things. But let's get to the main one, House of Hush. Tommy Elliot is still impersonating Bruce Wayne, but the Bat family is on to him and have canceled his ability to waste Wayne Foundation money. He also has some super folks like Katana keeping an eye on him. Mr. Judson Pierce has been released from Blackgate Prison after 37 years. He was in the slammer for shooting someone. He has cancer and is dying. He's met at the prison gate by Anthony Marchetti, the nephew of one of Pierce's old mob bosses, Sally Guzzo, now deceased. Pierce is going to be taken care of by the mob for doing time without ratting. However, what Pierce really wants is revenge on Bruce Wayne, because the Waynes got him sent to prison, and though Bruce wasn't born yet, he wants vengeance on the family. In Gotham's past, Martha Kane, the future mother of Bruce Wayne, asks the Elliot family for money for Leslie Tompkins' medical clinic. The Elliots don't think much of Martha or her now poor family. They've been recently ruined. They refuse her. At the party, the playboy Thomas Wayne, Batman's dad, pukes on her shoes. <laughs> Mr. Pierce, however, offers her $60,000 for the clinic. She's mad at him because Pierce caused her family to lose all of their money through a sucker investment. However, she takes the money as a donation, not for controlling interest. Slick move, Martha. In the present day, Thomas Elliot, Tommy Elliot, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Hush, is still able to cause mischief. He tries to get a grisly killer, Jane Doe, paroled out of Arkham. She's missing the skin on her face, which is pretty gross, and she steals other people's faces if she can. His effort to get her out of prison fails, however. Tommy goes to a party with Zatanna as his watcher, or date, or whatever you want to call it. While they're there, there's a riot at Arkham, apparently started by Jane Doe, who stole a guard's face. Jane apparently escapes. Zatanna needs to help out with the riot, so Alfred drives Tommy back to Wayne Manor. Their car is driven off the road, and Judson Pierce shoots and kidnaps Tommy, who he thinks is Bruce. Selina Kyle catches her friend and mostly reformed ex-criminal Harley Quinn robbing a safe. Turns out Harley is sleepwalking. 
Selina stops her, and Batman arrives and explains to Selina that there's a plague of sleepwalking criminals. They're controlled via bugs from the bedbug. She thanks Dick, but it isn't Dick. It's Bruce, and they have muchas muchas. Tommy Elliot has been kidnapped by Judson Pierce. Tommy overwhelmed Pierce's guys and tells them that he isn't Bruce Wayne, but has had plastic surgery to look like him. Both he and Pierce hate the Waynes, so they should team up. Back in the past, Thomas Wayne showed up with his butler and driver Alfred at Leslie Tompkins' clinic to apologize to Martha for his terrible shoe-ruining behavior. While he was there, Sally Guzzo's men, one of which is Judson Pierce, attacked the clinic. Wayne gets Leslie and Martha out of the way of the bullets while Alfred kicks some butt. Thomas and Martha begin their romance, and Thomas becomes the upstanding Gothamite Bruce remembers. Turns out Guzzo and Pierce wanted to own the building the clinic was in, so they get Dr. Death to create a plague in rats to get the building condemned. And also they give the plague to the kid. So this kid ends up in the clinic, and Thomas Wayne, the, the eminent surgeon, figures out what's up and creates a vaccine. Their plans are foiled, and that makes Guzzo and Pierce mad. They blow up the building, but their escape is blocked by Gotham's first visit from superheroes, Green Lantern, Flash, Zatanna's dad, etc. Thomas Wayne and Martha were saved, but the kid was taken by Guzzo. Papa Elliot tried to stop Guzzo, but Pierce shot him. Elliot survives, and Pierce is sent to Blackgate. Back in the present, Tommy, Pierce, and his gang visit Dr. Death. Tommy is in his hush bandages. They evade Death's gas attack and help and get him to help them. Batman and Catwoman go to Bedbug's hideout, and Bruce hits it with a CO2 bomb that will freeze any bugs, but it's a trap. They're shot at by some sleepwalking GCPD cops, but escape. Tommy Elliot impersonates Bruce again and gets into a secure section of Wayne Enterprises and takes an employee, Jeffrey Carter, hostage. Dr. Death is going to kill everyone, including Hush and the gang, but Hush is too smart and knocks him out. Also, to get revenge for shooting his father, Tommy, or Hush, shoots Pierce. Death and Pierce team up, and Death creates a chemical bomb that gets him out of the room they are imprisoned in, but also burns off Pierce's skin, and it turns out that his cancer goes away too. It's like super chemo. Sadly for Hush, Jeffrey Carter, the employee he took hostage, is really Jane Doe, who had skinned Carter weeks ago. Doe thinks Tommy is Bruce. Jane takes Tommy's Bruce face off him and puts it on herself. Yuck. Jane goes to kill Tommy, but Batman stops her. Everyone goes to prison. <laughs> Pierce is a withered freak, now known as Skell, that has super strength. Tommy Elliot really needs those hush bandages now, and is the vicious killer he has always been. Also, Bruce is back as Batman. Yay! The end. So Chris and I are going to talk about our feelings for the story after these words from some of our friends. Warlord Worlds, a fan podcast devoted to the comic creations of Mike Grell, including Warlord, John Sable, Star Slayer, Shaman's Tears, and Green Arrow. I'm Darren. And I'm Ruth.
will join us as we discuss the stories, characters, and art in the many excellent comics from writer and artist Mike Grell. Warlord Worlds is available at podbean.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Find us at warlordworlds.com. Welcome back. Okay, Chris, what'd you think? Jerry, see if you and the listeners can stay with me. I'm going to start with the uh, bit with the Carpenter first. Mm-hmm. Jerry, you know I like to watch old television reruns, sure. and uh, that, that's something I'm into. Mm-hmm. Well, every now and then, if I'm watching an old episode of Three's Company or The Brady Bunch, um, the episode starts off okay, but then something weird happens in the middle of it. We seem mm-hmm. to be focusing on different characters, the the, mm-hmm. the, the, the non-focal characters of the cast. Yep. And before you know it, I, I'm, I'm watching like a uh, pilot to the Ropers, you know, which is like a spinoff. <laughs> yeah. Or if I'm watching an old episode of the Brady Bunch, next thing I know, we see these other people introduced, and it's the Kelly Kids episode with uh-huh. Ken Barry. And it's like, yep. hey, where's where's... Peter and Jan and Marsha and everybody. This is this is a spinoff. I can't believe this. Yeah. The Carpenter for me had a spinoff feel. And I got to tell you, it took me a while to warm up to uh, the character in the story. It, it was an odd place for an inclusion to have this. That said, probably about midway through, I, I got to like the character and, and bond with her a little bit. But it just caught me a little bit off guard. Uh, I, I really like to get to know, you know, sort of the non uh Batman Gotham characters that are on the forefront, and and we certainly had one here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish there could have been more developed with this character. It, mm-hmm. It's such a unique premise to uh, build these elaborate layers, but uh, nothing ever developed with this. And you know, perhaps uh, at some point, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen anytime uh, now in in, in uh, Batman DC. But uh, a nice little feel to that. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, with this one, Jerry had some pros and cons. I, I think Denny had some great character voices. We had some great Batman Catwoman stuff. Uh, great Zatanna. And, uh, you know, with, with respect to a more formal appearance, uh, we had uh, some nice artwork where there were some nice Batman and Catwoman kisses that took up entire mm-hmm. splash pages. Mm-hmm. There were some nice covers. Uh, with respect to the artwork, you know, when we had the Justice Society pop up, you know, there was some great artwork there. Uh, when we had a call back to the original Dr. Death, it seemed like Gwen... Uh, basically drew a panel reminiscent of that classic original story mm-hmm. and boy oh boy does Gwyn draw some really ugly mobster guys it was just <laughs> yes, really really great does. there uh some of the cons i had with this I, I just thought the pacing was very very slow on this mm-hmm. i think i expected more from the creative team i really looked forward to this once i saw that we were getting uh, a paul denny story with dustin Gwyn. i thought this was a solid creative team and I had difficulty remembering this, and now I, I kind of know why. I, I don't think anything really stood on this. I, I, the highlight for this was when uh, Selina sees Batman come, and she initially thinks it's Dick, but then Bruce says it's him, and you just get this marvelous moment where they embrace that just brings down the house. And I think that was almost, for me, one of the more favorite parts of the story. I I think it was a little murky in some places, too. I think there were some things where we had some smash cuts where we didn't know where we were going from point A to point B, and we see these characters already in the middle of a situation in progress, and I I wasn't quite sure how they they got there. It seems like a lot of things were left on the cutting room floor, so to speak, if if this was almost Mm -hmm. translated to a movie. So, those were my initial impressions. I'm curious to hear what you we're thinking well i like the carpenter i mean um we've seen her before um i liked her when she did some work for the sirens setting up their lair and you know her rehabilitation kind of continues and 
I mean, I don't think she's a really particularly well-drawn character, but I think she has promise. And um, I kind of like that, you know, bad person trying to rehabilitate themselves and, you know, helping out Batman when, you know, they used to be fighting against him. Um, we see the broker briefly. Um, who sets up the meeting between the director and Jenna. And, you know, we've seen him in other things. He's been used better before. Um, here he's just a, a, you know, shadowy figure in a back of a limo. So it's kind of a, an air ball for me on this one. Uh, you know, in the main story, we do get a history of, you know, when the, when the uh, crazy baddies came to Gotham and then the soups arrived to stop them. And I thought that was kind of cool. You know, those old timey history things we see Joker and with Sally Guzzo and, you know, when Sally gets killed, that's pretty gross. Um, that's uh, not something I particularly liked. But, you know, we see the development of when Joker came to town, if you will. Um, you know, we get a history of some of the uh, Gotham families. We see the Elliott family and how they look down on Martha and the Canes. The Canes lost their money. And we see Thomas Wayne and he goes from a drunken playboy, you know, puking under the table at a party to being more of an upstanding member of the community that, you know, Bruce remembers and, you know, he helps out Martha's clinic and his rehabilitation comes through Martha. And I think that was pretty cool. Um, some of the, you know, Wayne, Kane, Elliot history scenes are confusing. Um, I thought, you know, a lot of people, we have a flashback and we have a modern day and we have all of these slim, well-dressed guys. Some of them have mustaches. Some of them don't. We see Zatanna's dad. We see um, Thomas Wayne. We see, um, you know, the Elliot father. We see, you know, Alfred. I mean, they all kind of look similar and you have to really focus. And since they're jumping around in time, even Pierce in the past. You know, he he was the had the same similar look. So it was kind of a little muddy, hard to keep track of for me. Um, who was this again? Oh, yeah. And just, you know, a lot of focus um, to just follow the basic story along. Um, you know, again, Bruce is back, <laughs> but exactly when and where and who knows what is a little confusing. So I think if a beginner is picking this up and, you know, sees Batman and Selina and then she's saying it's Dick and he says, no, it's me. I could see if somebody wasn't really on top of what was happening in the um, Bat Family world, that that could be very, very confusing for them. But like you said, you know, they're, they're, the couple of kisses and the couple of moments that they have together are really magical. And, you know, I'm a big, um, you know, Bruce Selina shipper. So that's awesome for me. Um, you know, that business, you know, they're referencing the insider a couple of times and a beginner would wonder what that was all about. But, you know, we covered that in our last story, um, on bat books for beginners. Um, you know, and the other funny thing is she thinks it, <laughs> she sees Batman and thinks it's Dick and it's Bruce. I would kind of think she might be able to tell the difference. <laughs> Just me, <laughs> you know? Um, another thing I really liked here was, uh, Alfred, you know, Kung Fu Pennyworth. He does some real butt kicking and we can see where uh, Bruce gets it from. So that was cool. Um, there were a couple of kind of uncomfortable moments um, referencing Sally Guzzo. There's some kinky stuff that he's involved in that's kind of hinted at. And when they kidnap that kid, there's some, you know, in, the, in one issue he's kidnapped. In the other next issue, he seems to have aged up 
very quick. And they make some references that Sally has maybe been inappropriate with him. And I think that's probably why they aged him up because that would have been, you know, really icky. Um, and, you know, with all of the plans and, you know, everybody's planning to get the Waynes and then the betrayals and the, the history, there's a lot of flashback, a lot of people saying one thing and doing another. It's a little bit confusing. And I think you use the word muddy. And, and I think that that's really probably very correct. Um, this is it seems a little mixed up. It seems a little all over the place. I don't know. Do you think anything else about this? Well, the only other thing I had in my notes, Jerry, was that the confrontation between these two, you know, hero villain was was a bit anticlimactic. Yeah. I mean, Bruce pops up sort of midway through the story, and we really didn't get a good classic uh, hush confrontation up until mm-hmm. the very end. You know, where Batman's uh, rescuing Tommy Elliot, yeah. I, I felt a little uh, shortchanged with that, and I expected a little bit more. I, I did like that we got something of an epilogue where he, you know he's, he's trying to convince people. You know, he knows uh, he's got the dirt on Batman, Batman, but nobody seems willing to listen. Uh, I question whether that was plausible or not, but here we are in the comics, and we're yeah. we kind of want to move on to the next chapter, yeah. of Batman's life here. And that was about it. I yeah. I really wonder where I'm going to land on this. I, I because I do I graded this on a curve because of the creative team, but uh, that's where I'm at. So I, mm-hmm. I had some mixed feelings about this one. I really did. Yeah. Where would you put it? Well, like rating wise, do you think it's a must read, or would you recommend it, Jerry? I, I have to say, I, I, I might be a little, it shouldn't, I don't know if I should be fair to be harsh to the creative talent involved. Mm-hmm. I, I did get some enjoyment out of this. I, I don't think this was subpar, and I, I, I'm still wondering if I was too harsh on the book on the previous episode. But that said, I think when the dust settles, I'm, I'm trying to be fair about this. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think this is a book for a beginner per se. I think yeah. there's a lot of things going on here that might be a little confusing to a new reader. Denny really is trying his best to tell a story, but I think at times the exposition just drags way, way mm. too long. Uh, but some of the moments do make up for it. I did like the Zantana scene. I did like the Bruce Selina scene. Mm-hmm. I did like uh, uh, what we had with the Harley. I, I will have to commend Denny for, for what he brings to the table with all of these characters at least getting supportive you know, cast into the picture somehow, you know, it's like, you know, he's got this big frame and he's trying to shove everybody into the picture and some people are going to get, you know, uh, in the forefront and some people are going to get in the back room, but at least everyone's going to get in this picture. So I have to, I I do have to commend him for that. Uh, I'm going to give this a two and a half out of five. I I thought this was uh, decent. I think I expected a little more, but uh, two and a half out of five bats. Am I going to say this is a must read or recommend? No, but I, I will say it is pretty cheap on comiXology mm-hmm. and if you are a shipper of uh batman and catwoman i think you do get some moments here that will you know give it uh, a little bang for your buck with respect to the uh uh story and the art and uh, just the way gwen rendered these characters with their embraces that really moved me so yeah. i will say if you're a shipper go for it and i will recommend it to that particular audience mm-hmm. jerry how about you what is your rating and would you say this is a must read and a recommend well, I think I would bring it in a little bit higher, but not much, maybe a 3-0. Um, you know, I think it's a good story. I think it's, you know, not great. It's all over the place. Um, there are really cool parts. I really like the Selena Bruce stuff. 
Um, you know, I, I did kind of like the Carpenter um, backup story. Um, you know, but it's just not a compelling one that really grabbed me. I, I don't think this is a must read. I don't think it really moves anything. I mean, we take, finally, we are getting, um, uh, Tommy Elliott is losing his Bruce Wayne face. So that is blessedly over with. Um, so that's kind of an important thing that happens here as gross as it is. And he really needs those bandages now. Um, you know, I think this is maybe a little bit better than average, but, uh, you know, would I recommend this? I don't think I would recommend anybody go out of their way, um, on this unless they're really a Hush fan. And then they've been following along all along, um, the story. So, um, this whole Tommy Elliott impersonating Bruce Wayne thing. I, I really think that, you know, I just couldn't recommend this because the way I'm thinking of it, it's finally ending uh, an arc of a story that I just thought got to be a little too much. So um, I really just can't recommend this one. Um, if you have, if you've got it, if, if you somehow spent $75 to get the copy of the hardcover and have it lying around, yeah, you should probably read it, I guess. But that's uh, otherwise, I think you're good to, uh, to kind of hang on and wait for the next book. so that's what we've got with this book so um this is not the only thing chris and i do uh chris um if you want to see what chris is up to you can catch him on twitter at bto and bat books and he also reviews batman adventures and does some other fantastic stuff on batgirl to oracle could you tell us a little bit a little bit about that chris Thanks for the plug, Jerry. Yeah, I'm on uh, the Batgirl to Oracle podcast, hosted yeah. by the talented Stella, and she's dubbed my segment Chris's Cornucopia of Curiosities. And on that segment, I review the Batman Adventures title, which was yeah. based on the 90s animated Batman TV series. Having a ball with that. I'm coming up on uh, issue 24. I've got 23 yeah. in the can. also got an annual to look at before the year's out, and I'm having a lot of fun. I also have a segment within a segment called Nightwatch, and that's where I review the current Nightwing title, and I'm looking at that from a shipper's perspective and it's a blast jerry uh i know the listeners can find you at professor frenzy Mm -hmm. and you do some marvelous tweets but i know you also got a couple of side projects one Mm -hmm. i'm involved with you directly (laughs) and one where you're on the podcast called monster kid radio where you're reviewing some ec comics of your and i'm really digging that segment i like that it's kind of up front towards the beginning of the podcast Mm -hmm. and it's a fun listen can you tell the listeners about that sure so as you mentioned i tweet my weekly comics at professor frenzy out on twitter um, we talk about indie comics a lot. One of the, you mentioned a project that we have together. That's our, um, our show, the professor frenzy show. And, um, we talk about indie comics there and other pop culture topics. And, um, you mentioned, thanks so much for mentioning my uh, work with monster kid radio. I cover and I tell an EC horror comic story. I call it professor frenzy's bedtime stories. And it's just so much fun going through those old EC uh, horror comics. Uh, that's really my sweet spot in terms of comic books. And it's such a, such a treat to be able to go through those, those books. So, um, you want to hear that? You can go over to Monster Kid Radio podcast and check that out. Um, yeah. So, you know, don't forget, uh, oh, we're also on the Professor Frenzy show. So that's uh, another show that comes out every Wednesday. So go and check that out. That's a lot of stuff we do, Chris. Indeed it is. Yeah. But we're having a lot of fun. We are. 
Jerry, we got some comments on our last episode where we talked about Bruce Wayne, The Road Home. First up, we heard from our good friend Green Lantern HG on Twitter at Green Lantern HG, and he said, great episode, guys. You never disappoint. Smiley face emoji. For the love of me, I remember reading that story, but so much stuff in my <laughs> it was in my head that it was like I never read it. Yeah. At least I have you guys, two guys to recap and a thumbs up. Thank you so much. Hey, we heard from Rob Myers at Drummer Rub Ten, and he said another solid show, guys. Well, thank you so much. And hey, let's give a plug to everyone loves the Drake yeah. podcast with uh, you know magnificent job, uh, hundred episodes. Yeah. Applause, applause, and uh, well, well done. Yes, thank thank you so much, Rob. We heard from our good friend uh, Ian at IBM Miller on Twitter, and he said an excellent summary. The part. Are greater than the sum. Quote, as you said, indeed, solid episode. I'm a huge fan of Stephanie Brown issue of this yes. run, and so glad they included it in the recent reprints of her Batgirl series. However, on the whole, I think you're both absolutely right. It was really loose in the connections, and the quote overall plot was not very engrossing. I believe that's the result of a lot of these issues basically being what we'd see as a quote tie-in issue of their mm-hmm. own ongoing series, similar to the Year of the villain stuff we see today. Wow. Hit it right on the head again, yeah, Ian. And thank you so much. I, we really appreciate that. And uh, just to give a plug for Ian, excellent comments and insights on Twitter, but you can also hear them orally on the Batman Universe comic podcast hosted by Dustin and co-hosted by Steph. You will find Ian there and you will be disappointed because it is an excellent podcast. Yeah. We also got some likes and retweets on our past episode. Thank you, gang. Let's give those folks a shout-out. We heard from Jeff Hunter at Jeff Hun awesome. 349-11855. Again, Green Lantern HG at Green Lantern HG. Thank you so much. Yeah. We heard from Bob Roland at Ooh, Nick City Brewing. Yes, one half of the podcast, Gal Walks Into a Comic Shop, highly endorsed by both Jerry and myself. Yep. Speaking of high endorsements, we heard from Batman Books, oh, The yeah. Dark Knight and Prose, at Batman Books underscore DKP. Mm-hmm. Fine episode dropped recently at the time of this recording where uh, Lane had her uh, <laughs> recently uh, wed husband Ian on there playing oh. Alfred in a great vocal reenactment. Applause, awesome. applause. Both of you did a fine job. Again, let me give that a plug. That's the Dark Knight and Prose podcast. You can find them on Twitter at BatmanBooks underscore DKP. Great, great job. Hey, Longbox Crusade. Longbox Crusade. Thanks so much, gang. Now, they host a lot of podcasts, including Crusader Chronicles. Action Film Face-Off, Transformer Chronicles, and more. And, of course, Saturday Matinee Theater, yes. where I just happened to be a recent guest. Thank you so much so for having good. me on. Oh, thank you, Jerry. I had a lot <laughs> of fun. Again, a uh, shout-out to Rob Myers at Drummer Rob 10 uh, You can find uh, the Everyone Loves Drake podcast at ELTD Podcast. Great, great stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and don't forget Everyone Loves Long, Young Justice. Yes, oh, yeah. and their Twitter handle is at ELYJ Podcast, of course. We heard from Lava Hog at Lava Hog. Thanks so much, oh, Dave. Now, great. he's the creator of the Selling Out Show podcast. Their Twitter handle is at Selling Out Show. Thank you so much. Mary Ellen Moffat broke his heart, so please be kind. (laughs) We also heard from Robin Stevens, at Robin031. Robin, and we heard from Secret Wars and Beyond podcast at Sean42AZ, co-host of the Secret Wars and Beyond podcast at the Pulp the Pixel Network. Oh, yes, but uh, don't forget the Squadron Supreme podcast, where he does a magnificent job. And it seems like when I'm catching up on podcasts, uh, Sean uh, would pop up as a guest, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm catching up on some shows. 
what a marvelous guest on all the shows he he does. Yep. He, he always brings it, and I cannot recommend uh, following Sean on Twitter and just listening to his stuff. Well informed, very engrossing, and entertaining. Great stuff. And new friend of the show, it's Maxi Zeus's God. At Maxi oh. Zeus God, thank you so much. Mm. Yes, uh, shout out to a Batman foe. And those are all the likes and retweets we had on Twitter. If I overlooked you for some reason, my sincerest and deepest apologies. Let Jerry know at Professor Frenzy, or let myself know at B Two and Bat Books, and we'll be sure to mention you on our next podcast. Thanks, Chris. So that's all we have for today. Please join us next time where Chris and I will cover Batman The Return and Batman Incorporated Volume 1. My name is Jerry. And I'm Chris. And thank you for listening to Bat Books for Beginners. Batman book went down to my LCS. So many choices I was shook. Couldn't tell which ones to get. Need some help? What can I do? Then I heard about a show. Chris and Jerry guide you through. Tell you what you need to know. Now that I have the information. Purchase trades, no reservations. There's no hops or spinners. Come on down, it's back books for beginners. <laughs> <laughs>